Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Hello everyone, my name is Koi Swaving and I'd like to continue with you through the first five psalms. Today we'll be looking at Psalm 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sighing. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. You are not a God who takes pleasure in evil. With you the wicked cannot dwell. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men the Lord abhors. But I, by your great mercy, will come into your house. In reverence will I bow down toward your holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness, because of my enemies. Make straight your way before me. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with destruction. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongue they speak deceit. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Psalm 5 moves back and forth between two narratives. It shows the polarity that so often characterizes our prayers, our petitions to our Lord God. On the one hand, we have the Lord God and His majesty and holiness and glory. He's in His holy temple. His righteousness is undisputed. And on the other hand, you have humans below. So many who walk in wickedness, who boast in themselves, who speak lies and act with bloodthirsty vengeance. So we find in this psalm a a walking back and forth. First a petition to the Lord to hear and pay attention to him. Then he thinks about those who cannot come before him in their wickedness. Then he contrasts that with himself and how he comes to the Lord in his steadfast love and righteousness. He looks again at the wicked with their lies, destruction, death, and transgressions. Finally, closing with thoughts of the refuge and protection the Lord provides, he prays for protection. We have a psalm that comes before the Lord God with that request. There is the opening appeal to the Lord to give ear, to consider his plight, to pay attention to his cry. The impression we may receive is that Sometimes even words do not come forth in the request. We may think of what Paul wrote to the Romans, that we do not always pray for what we ought because we don't know. And yet the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. This psalm is again asking God to hear both his spoken words and the words left unspoken. Sometimes we're able to articulate what is pressing upon our hearts, but sometimes we don't know quite how to put our words to reflect our struggles. This psalm calls upon God to consider both, 
for he knows us more than he, we know ourselves. And this psalm highlights for us a good amount about the nature of man, that since our hearts can be so deceptive and we ourselves are so prone to sin, it's good for us to be reminded again in this psalm about the extent of man in his guilt and our need for protection. It's when we read of what righteousness and holiness is, when we learn more about who God is and what may be in his presence, that we learn to recognize evil. We begin to see what is wicked, what boasting is, how bloodthirsty the hearts of man can be. Through the lens of Scripture, we gain a clearer understanding of the depth of the depravity of the world, of its desperate need for salvation. And for those who refuse to come before the Lord, our own need for protection. The contrast this psalm highlights for us shows to us that there is only one truth, that there is only truth to be found with the Lord, and that everyone outside of that truth can be described as boastful, bloodthirsty, deceitful, destructive. If we do not find ourselves in the way of the Lord, if we do not come in his steadfast love, if we do not bow down in the fear of his name, we too fall by our own counsel, bear our own guilt. We as well will be cast out. We confess that truly there is no one righteous before God. We need to recognize our sins and misery, therefore our need for deliverance, our need for redemption also from ourselves. Indeed, one of the enemies we ask God for deliverance from in the sixth petition is our own sinful nature. Jesus Christ knows better than we do our need for protection. He knows that we need to be kept in his Father's name, that only being guarded by God Almighty will keep us safe, that we need to be kept as his people given to Christ from out of the world. And so our Savior brings this petition before the Lord in his prayer found in the Gospel of John. It echoes the petition of this psalm, a psalm that acknowledges coming before God in divine righteousness. For Jesus Christ, our great high priest, in his devotion for us, knew how much we need God's protection. For he bore the impact of who we would be outside of his protection. For the pronouncement of judgment here in verse 10 fell upon him. We do not bear our guilt. He did. We do not fall by the counsel of man. He did. We are not cast out from his presence because of abundance of transgression. But he was. That's the contrast Jesus affords us who can now take refuge in God and sing forever in joy. Even as he was making preparations to go to the cross, our Savior, Christ Jesus, brought our needs before God, seeking our protection, our shield. And he did not ask the Father for complete removal from the world, but he asks that his people be kept from the evil one. We remain in the world, sent into the world by the one who was sent by the Father for our deliverance. And in the protection he asks for us, he asks for sanctity and truth, truth found in the word of life. 
the words of truth and life that come from God over and against the death and decay of the open grave of the unrighteous. And with that prayer, with that petition for our benefit, our Savior went to his betrayal and arrest. He went to the cross to suffer and be cast out. His sacrifice was given to deliver us from evil, to protect us from our own sin. That enables the Lord to bless us as righteous, to consider us in his righteousness, to cover us with favor one with his blood. And so we see the urgency for praying for protection. We recognize our need to pray for protection. In our Savior's prayer, in his action in going to the cross, we see the assurance in seeking protection. We have confidence that as surely as the Father has heard the prayer of Christ Jesus the Son, so he surely hears our daily prayer for protection. We may know that each morning's prayer that calls upon God to spread his protection over us, to cover us with favor, that prayer is one he hears willingly in the name of Jesus our Lord and King. It paints for us a very powerful picture in knowing our prayers may be answered. For the prayer and action of Christ and Jesus reflects as truly the nature of God as a description of God's reaction to wickedness in this psalm. Just as absolute a frame of reference God's righteousness and holiness is for us to consider the wickedness of man, so also is he an absolute frame of reference for considering the outcome of this prayer the seeking of divine protection and shielded favor. He will never allow evil to have the last word, but he is unceasing in pouring out blessing for us. As surely as we ask him for protection from the world and from our sinful nature, so surely is he there for us. May we therefore rejoice and be glad. A prayer for protection does not make it a dire prayer. We do not ask for protection because we are afraid of the world, because we are afraid of our old and dying nature. After all, the world's inner self is destruction, and the power of the world has nothing on the power of the King of Kings. We pray for protection, not out of fear, but in joy, in confidence that we remain in this world because we are sent into the world. And we will not succumb to it because we are shielded in the favor of God Most High. Seek His protection. Live in His protection. Thank you all for listening and may you have a blessed day. <laughs> 